Welcome in, everybody. This is BDE Radio. This is your host, Groobs. Right now, we have Cam on phone call on his way to Tuscaloosa. Cam, how you doing, buddy? I'm all right. You know, I'm all right. I had to go see my girl. It's going to be a great weekend. Got some cool stuff to talk about. Uh, not, too much to, uh, not too much to be upset about, you know? No, not at all. I mean, we have the first round of the draft last night. That's why we pushed back the episode, so we can give our reaction to everything that happened last night, as well as some of the news that came out from the NFL. It's going to be a very NFL-heavy episode this week, but, hey, we're this is the one time of the year when – Outside of baseball, football, it's going to take king. It always is, always will. So in the off season, this is it. So we got to we got to talk about it. Um, some big big news came out too about Aaron Rodgers and our boy Tim Tebow is back back potentially in the NFL as well. So we got a lot to talk about today, guys. So thanks for joining us. This is episode sixty four. Today is April thirtieth. Thank you for joining. Um, let's let's go ahead and dive into it. We got a cool little intro song. It's the NFL primetime song. So let's dive right into it and enjoy, guys. Let's get into it. Let's talk about the draft. Man, everybody loves the draft, don't they, Cam? They're into it. Uh, it's come down, it's come down to, for me, it's just like, there's so many, it's so predictable because it's so over-covered for the two weeks going into it that it's, there's not as much suspense, you know? I, yeah. I wish we would talk about it less leading up to it so we could actually get some entertainment going and there's less Yeah, it's it's weird because you know you go into this and you're expecting all these trades to go down. That's all everybody's hyping up. They're like, "All right, this Aaron Rodgers news just came out, so look for the Packers to make a trade for Aaron Rodgers. Somebody's going to give up five first round picks for the next five years for him, something crazy like that." But no, I mean we yeah. go through this. They hype up all these trades, saying the Cowboys might move, Bill and the in the Patriots might move up to within a range of four to fourteen. It never happened. And it seems like the calm, you know, less hype, like, oh, nothing crazy is going to happen drafts, that's when all the trades happen. Now, we did get some trades last night. We had Chicago moving all the way up to 11 to get Justin Fields, which, to be honest with you, I don't think is a bad fit for him. It's a good way to start off, but at the same time, he's going into a situation where his head coach and his GM probably won't be there at the end of the year unless, for some reason, they can turn around that offense immediately. I mean, that's a team that lost. I mean, they started off what five and zero or five and one, and then lost six straight last year. So, yeah. the quarterback play was atrocious. I mean, Trubisky. Sorry, bud. I know you're you're in Buffalo now, backing up Josh Allen, but 
to go from a starter to a backup like that, it's it's bad. And you hope for Justin's sake that Nagy can get his shit together and he can develop him because Jesus, what he did with Trubisky was bad. It's a tough look for sure. I, I want to say it's a good fit, but the the, the I say it's a good fit. I say it's a good fit because he has a good he has weapons around him. He has got a good running back. He has got a decent offensive line, and he's got a good defense. So, like, it's just coaching that I think is a bad fit. That's what I'm saying. I think the big issue is going to be culture. You know, like, right. it might be a good fit, but if there's something as a good fit in a, in, a, in a cloud of negativity, you know? like Yeah. I don't know. And also, I just feel like Bears fans are never realistic with their expectations just because of how good they were 40 years ago. So it's just like, I don't know, man. Yeah. It'd, but it'd, be, it'd be different if you went to the Packers and without, if Ray Rodgers didn't exist. Yeah. You know, like if Ray Rodgers didn't exist, because Packers have very high expectations, but they almost always meet them. Yeah, Dr. they, they almost do. Literally never meet them. Yep. Yeah, it's just you interesting. Um, they move all the way up. They make this trade. For they're at eleven just to come up, and you know they're the Nagy and Ryan Pace definitely did that to try and save their jobs. I mean that's essentially what it is. Um, Yeah, it's a hundred percent just to try and save face. Say, hey, we got this guy. We're gonna end up playing him. He's uh, when do you think he'll take over for Andy Dalton? He's got to play like within the first four weeks, right? I hope he starts the opening day. Yeah, it's just interesting because you go and you get Andy Dalton, you tell him he's QB one, tell him he's a starter, and then you get you get Fields. That's <laughs> uh, funny, but just to start it off, we'll start from there, move on to the first two picks. Which very first pick, Trevor Lawrence, very 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 predictable. I mean. This guy's been hyped up out ever since he came out the womb. He's the he's the next greatest quarterback of all time. He's better than Brady already. Like it's just one of these things. Um, I'm interested to see how it pans out for him, him and Urban, um, down there in Jacksonville. Um, that's a career I'm definitely going to watch because in ten years, are we really going to say he's that generational guy? We'll see. I mean, jury's out for me. I mean, played at Clemson, did did some good things in some big games, did some bad things in some big games. So, for me, I just I can't go ahead and anoint a guy the next great thing when he's just there and he's going to be in not that great of a situation in Jacksonville. The next biggest thing I think is I'm going to take it. I I mean, when it when we we'll get through, we'll get to this, but out of the quarterbacks that have the best situation to win immediately. It sounds bad, but to me, it's Trey Lance at, at the 49ers because he's got the best guys surrounding him. Oh, 100%. And no, 100%. Dude. Without a question, he has the best opportunity. For immediate success. For the job, though. No, I don't I, I'm with you. I thought, I mean, weeks leading up to it, it was Mac Jones. And then Kyle Shanahan came out today. It was like, I don't know where it came from. But I'm glad it did because it was a big smokescreen for Trey Lance. Because the rumor was was that he wanted Mac Jones, Kyle Shanahan, but the personnel team wanted Trey Lance. So it doesn't make a whole my lot of is, sense. My thing is when you see Trey Lance, why would you want him? Why, if you want Trey Lance, here's my thing, is if you want Trey Lance, 
He's athletic. I get all that stuff, but go get Fields. They're like the That's same awesome. guy. No, no, no. They're not the same guy. Justin Fields is a superior athlete. Yeah, if I he mean, wasn't a superior athlete, this kid wouldn't have went to North Dakota fucking state. I don't disagree with that. And I mean, the yeah, guy played that. one primetime game. He had 318 total passes in college. That kid fucking hasn't proven anything. No, I he hasn't. I mean, he has measurable sure. But Justin Fields, if you want measurable, that kid's a walking measurable. The only kid more measurable is Trevor Lawrence. And that's where he went the first overall. Yep. You know? No, no, like, I don't disagree. Know, this kid has no resume. This kid has no resume. No, I mean, no resume. I'm sure he looks good in the uniform. I'm sure that I'm sure that he's got a great arm. But you know, like, hey, guess who else did? Oh, uh, oh, double barrel, oh, double barrel Bucky or whatever it is. The fucking quarterback, third string quarterback at Ohio State that won a national championship. Oh yeah, Dwayne Haskins. No, no, not fucking Dwayne Haskins. Buckshot. Oh, Cordell, uh, Cordell, Cordell. Cordell. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, he, he was at best a third string quarterback in the NFL, and then got that two years later. Oh yeah. I mean, that kid had measurable about that. He had a three hundred. He threw a hundred mile an hour. Yep. It's just I don't know. They're, it's probably different than normal place of money. Yeah. I hope and, it's not. I hope, I hope he's a great quarterback, and I hope I'm wrong. And I'm not wishing any bad things on anybody. It's just like. For me personally, being a fan of football, I've seen a lot of football. That kid doesn't have what it takes, in my opinion. Yeah, he's I mean, he's in my opinion. Yeah, I'm, where he's exactly. I mean, Wentz will be the starter in Indy, but I mean, he, and Wentz, Wentz did some good things. We'll see. Yeah, but I mean, Wentz did some yeah, good shit. Fun. He did some good shit. I mean, he had that MVP yeah, run, yeah. but he got hurt. Yeah, I just, it's hard to imagine that you can sit there and say, all right, we got Fields. We got Mac Jones. We got Trevor. You're not getting Trevor, but you can get Mac Jones or Fields. All right. If you want, and then you got Trey Lance and Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson's going to the Jets. Everybody knew that. All right. So those two are off the board. We'll get to that in a sec. So those two are gone. All right. You don't want to go traditional quarterback. All right. Sorry, Mac. You're out. All right. So you got Fields and Trey Lance. Lance. North Dakota State, Fields, Georgia, and Ohio State. Who do you think you would take when it comes to experience in big plays against more more NFL style guys on those rosters? At, yeah. at Ohio State for sure. You take Fields, but I'm, I don't know what the narrative that came out on Fields was during this whole thing. But for some reason, oh, Trey Lance. What is this? Say what now? Wasn't Justin Fields the red flag? Yeah, that came out, but they they said the doctor was like, "Yeah, it doesn't, it won't affect him. He's fine." Um, but also, he's already playing at the Division One level in front of ninety thousand people. Yeah, he just played in the national championship. Yet. Exactly. You know, like, I haven't him yet. I feel good about him. <laughs> right. Yeah, I just don't get it. And same same kind of goes with Zach Wilson. We were talking about this before we started recording. It was why go get a guy at BYU who couldn't even beat Coastal Carolina. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I mean, the kid has swag. He has moxie. And this is what it, this is what it really boils down to. You really moved a guy up the draft board. And this can kind of go for Lance, too. 
You move these guys up the draft board because they can make throws in shorts and a t-shirt. Like, remember when Wilson made that one throw where he's going to his left and he throws it across his body like 50, 60 yeah. yards, and then it became a trend for all those quarterbacks to do it? It's like, hey, look, every one of these guys can do that. It's not that impressive when you're in shorts and T-shirt and no no pa- uh, no pressure on you. Yeah, you have full range of motion. Yeah. You know, I, I, mean, I, can, I mean, I'm sure pad pads have increased in my play, but nonetheless, your range of motion is, is slightly effective. You know, right. your mobility is slightly affected. Your, your head, your neck movement slightly. Uh, you can't do all those things in a uniform, dude. Yeah, your you shoulder. You're, you're Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, and then you purely just got your shoulder completely constricted with the pads. Yeah. I, uh, the other point I uh, have the audacity to say, uh, they're like, because I've thought about it about training. They're like, well, what about Patrick Mahomes? I said, yeah, what about him? He had three for 700 passing yards against Oklahoma. Yeah, he played for Texas Tech. He was in the Big 12. The guy, he was a stud. You know, like, without question, he was an absolute stud. Yep. I mean, it just it blows my mind. And then another dumb thing that happened within the first five picks. Pick five. Cincinnati Bengals. The Bungles. They picked Jamar Chase. Like, I get it. They did it to team up Joe Burrow and... Fucking Jamar Chase again, so they can relive that magic from that magical LSU season. I get it. I get it. But why the fuck aren't you going and getting a tackle or a guard, a something? And I had, and I, a Leatherwood. You know, like, why wouldn't you do that? Pina Sewell. Yeah. Like, dude, the guy literally got hit more than anybody last year. And guess what? His knee got freaking torn up because of it. So this guy has a nasty scar on his knee now, and you're not going to go get him help, and you're just going to go get him a guy. His old receiver, I guarantee Joe had some input on this too, and he wanted him. I get that. But unless you can think you can get some value picks in the second and third round, some good guys, some underrated guys under the radar, dude, you are in, in for a long season because, hey, you can't get the ball to you, to Jamar if you're on your back. Literally. It's the same thing with the Falcons. They did the same shit. Like, we went and got Kyle Pitts. And I will say, Kyle Pitts is probably the best player in the draft. Probably the best player. He's got Hall of Fame bro. Yeah. He's he's a freak. He's 250, runs a 4-4-5 as a tight end. That's nuts. But at the same... Yeah. But I just don't... I don't get it. Like, you have other needs. We didn't have a need at tight end. So, why not trade that pick, get some more picks out of it, and get your fill your holes, fill your defense up. Hey, Matt Ryan will throw for 450 yards per game, but doesn't mean they're gonna win because hey, our defense sucks ass. Yeah. Do y'all still have Todd Gurley? Who? Do y'all still have Gurley? No, nah, Gurley's gone now. Todd is gone. He's a free agent again. Yeah. Um, then we have Waddle at six going to Miami. I actually like that. He's back with Tua, who just interesting pick. It's a good matchup for them. They'll have that chemistry again. But can Tua fit it into an NFL tight window this year? We'll see. Yeah. So, what do you, what's your take on Jamar Chase going before Devontae Smith? What do you think about Jalen Waddle going before Devontae Smith? No, no, no. I'll there too, but. Why on earth would anybody draft a kid 
that didn't even play last year before the Heisman Trophy winner. Because he's not. Remember the whole thing about Devontae Smith was he's too small. He's too small. He only weighs 175. But, hey, the guy runs crisp routes, and he's fast as shit. It's so easy to put weight on somebody, though. Right. And, well, the thing is, is Devontae doesn't even need it because he, he runs – the way he runs, he doesn't need it because he's so fast. And same same with Waddle. They're just so yeah. fast. It's kind of like last year when Judy went uh, after Ruggs. Right. And that was purely because the Raiders love speed and Ruggs was the faster of the two. Right. I mean, Ruggs did run like a 4 2 eight. Yeah, but yeah, I don't get the whole Jamar Chase thing. The, the Jamar Chase thing in general—that's just Joe Burrow wanting his guy. But hey, you can have you can want your guy all you want, unless you really think you have somebody in the second and the third that you can go get from linemen, or you have some guys lined up for free agency. Dude, I, you can't get the ball to him when you're on your ass, getting your head rocked. Maybe they do, bro. Maybe you know. Maybe maybe they come up with a new offense where you know you just. Let the guys run right by you, and you just get the ball out super fast. Yo, oh, what's the guy? Oh, run and shoot. Yeah, a little run and shoot. Just a, what they need to run is just a damn triple option at this point. Yep. I will say there was one surprise for me. It was the first corner taken by Carolina. It was J.C. Horn out of South Carolina. That one kind of shocked the hell out of me. I thought it was going to be Sertan for sure. Granted, Sertan went yeah, right that after was him. Nuts. That was nuts. Yeah, I agree. That was crazy. Because JC ended up sitting out most of the season once uh, Muschamp got fired. So, I mean, yeah. look, JC Horn's good by all means, but he ain't Patrick Sertan. I can tell you that right now. Nah, yeah, that Horn kid, he's a unit. I mean, God, he won. He won the game versus Auburn. Oh, I know. He's he's very yeah. good. He got that pick six. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, he's no. Yeah, he's no Sertan. Yep. Then I mean, we have. P.N.A. Sewell went to the to the Lions. I mean, that's a good pick for them. Jared Goff needs some protection. Devontae, as we were just talking about him, he ends up going number 10 to the Eagles who traded up from the Cowboys. What do you think about that? He's joining Hurts now on the opposite side of Jalen Rager and uh, Zach, Go- Zach Goddard, or is it something else? I know Goddard's his last name, the tight end. I don't know. But, I mean, new coach. Should be a little interesting there. I mean, again, there's a familiarity there with Jalen, so well, that's man. good. So. I hope they do super well. What was that? I said, I hope they do well just because I love Jalen Hurts. I uh, and I love Devontae Smith. Right. And I love Devontae Smith, I think, in spite of Jalen Waddle because I just don't feel as if Jalen Waddle earned where he got hit. See, here's the thing. Here's my argument for that. Waddle over Devontae. Does Devontae win the Heisman if Waddle doesn't get hurt, though? No, no, he doesn't. I mean, I, that's for sure. He definitely doesn't. I understand that. But that's, that's, like a, that's just an argument that shouldn't be made for either one, just simply because they're both so damn good. Right. It'd be different if Jalen Waddle was ass, you know? Yeah. I mean, they're both Waddle, exceptional receivers. And, one, and then again, like, Joe Hall never proved that he could do anything but run a go route or a wheel route or something deep. Right. Devontae was catching screens. He was catching plants in the middle. Like, he was running across the field, getting elusive. I mean, he, 
He did it all for him this year. Yep. He, um, I mean, he really did. He was. I mean, he had to once Waddle went out. Let's face it, Jalen Waddle was basically a deep ball guy. Oh, I mean, yeah, he's take a top off, run fast as shit. The, it was literally the Jerry Judy versus Henry Ruggs debate just a, a year later. Yeah, I mean, it's it's funny. In Alabama, two years in a row, the first two, I think the first team to have two receivers go in the top uh, in the first round two years in a row. It's wild. Yeah, they're obviously the receiver game. Yep. Oh, I mean, I mean yeah. They just had a quarterback go in the first round, in the first round two years in a row. Three years. No, yeah, Jalen didn't go first round. That's right. No, it was Tua. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I, I was thinking Jalen did. I was going to say three years in a row because Jalen. Uh, yeah. I forgot they Jaylen came out in the same year. Right yeah. But then, all right, let's talk about the quarterback now, Mr. Mac Jones, joining Bill Belichick in New England. I mean, that's just – I, I it, it's a good fit because, hey, they'll give Cam Newton a shot, and if not, then Mac Jones is taking over, 100% taking over. And then with all the free really? agency – Go ahead. Literally, bro, it's so fucking disrespectful that they just drafted a guy that went to Alabama and is going to take over the quarterback position from the greatest quarterback that, the, that Auburn has ever had. <laughs> it's yeah. just so damn rude. It's hilarious. But how much, all right, so how much do you think Saban had some influence on that? Oh, I mean, you. I mean, you didn't. I mean, you saw Belichick and Saban talking pro day. I mean, they were they were in each other's ear the whole time, right? Throughout the entire event. So I mean, they were they they knew Matt Jones was going to be he was going to be an option for sure. Right, and so here's my question for you. I had this come up today. Who would you take if they were available at that spot? If Justin Fields, if Chicago did not come up and make that trade, and Fields was available. At fifteen, who? Which one are you taking? If you're Bill, I made the, Mac Jones. See, that's the, that's what I said because I feel like they don't they like a traditional pocket passing quarterback. We saw the experiment with Cam last year; didn't really work. Every quarterback he's ever wanted before in the past. Look at Matt Castle, um, Jimmy G, uh, Jacoby. Jacoby can move a little bit, but Jacoby's a more traditional passer too. And then Tom, of course. I mean, you're it's your pocket passer guy that can move in a pocket. And that was my argument for him for that right there. If Justin was there, it'd be Mac. Yeah. And here's a fun fact for you. Uh, at all the 40 times, Mac Jones ran a four, I think it was 479, and Trevor Lawrence ran a 469. So he's literally only a tenth of a second faster than Mac Jones. But you know what it is when it boils down to it. When you when you have a bad body, when you're a bad body guy, you're gonna get shit. Oh yeah, he's built like a square for sure. Oh, I mean, he's built like he drinks beer, which we all know he does because everybody. Uh, he's a he's a beer he's a beer drinker. I love that he flat out told Roger Goodell on the stage, "This is what I wanted." Don't tell anybody. <laughs> Meanwhile, that? he's literally on the national television. Obvious mics are around. So don't tell anybody I wanted to go to New England with Bill. He says he said this is what I wanted all along. Don't tell anybody. And Roger and him just laughed. I mean, it's not too surprising, but but I no, mean, it's not surprising. Did he? He was under Saban tutelage for four years, and now he's going to the a uh, really I'm not going to say uh, the exact same style, but a very similar style in terms of how they operate. 
Right. So it's just, uh, it's, um, it's going to be just like home for him, you know? And Mac Jones, like I said, at the first year, Mac Jones is a yes man. He is how high, sir. Right. That motherfucker is a, he, he does what he's told. He learns the offense what he's told. He doesn't have an outside personality in relative to like some, some shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, he is, he don't have any of that. He is, he does his job and he goes off. There's no, there are no extracurriculars. You're not going to have to worry about him if you're in a press conference. You know, like there's no other variables. He is textbook young Tom Brady. Yep. Well, it's just funny because everybody want to say, oh, well, you know, he had that DUI. He had that DUI. It's like, so he's got a bad character, bad character guy. It's like, all right, come on. I've he's, heard nothing but extremely positive things about him from people that go to school at Alabama. Right. And usually, you know, you got all the tea. You know, you got all the shit that are like, like, he's a piece of shit or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's, I don't, there's nothing negative that I've heard about the kid. He's got a, he's, he's in a good relationship with seemingly. Uh, it's just, uh, there's no negatives that I know of. I didn't even know about the DUI until it was And guess what? My roommate had a DUI and he's a top tier guy. Right. Literally, he's my best friend. So. Right. I mean, Matt's the best. Sometimes you just drive drunk. He's part of it. Yeah, sometimes you just get caught. <laughs> yeah. Don't fall asleep in a red line, Matt. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, let's get the one more Alabama player, and then we're going to talk to you on Travis Etienne as well. Um, Najee going to the Steelers. I love it. The problem is there's one issue. They still need to go get some offensive line um, because when it, when it boils down to it, being able to run the ball, got to have some push up front, got to have the holes. Najee can do his crazy hurdles and all of that, but if he can't hit the hole. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't for lack of running back skill last year. I can promise you that. Jack no. Connor's a fucking unit. He is, but he also is kind of a head down and run forward guy. Najee ain't that kind of guy. He'll run you over, but he's elusive and he can hurdle and he can catch. Najee is literally Le'Veon Bell. He really is, uh, but bigger, obviously. Yeah. I mean, I love the pick for them. They needed that help, but now go get some help for him and for Ben at the offensive line because, good God, if you can't get a third and one consistently, that's bad. I'm telling you right now, Najee Harris is going to have the best career out of the out of every Alabama player that wins this draft. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I mean, I do like Sertan. I think he's got a good opportunity there. Yeah, he'll be good. I, I guess I was I was referencing offense. Right, right, yeah. Uh, Leatherwood, Leatherwood. I'll say this: I thought Leatherwood was a little bit of a reach there at uh, for the Raiders, but hey, they, they need a little bit. But I mean. He's good. Uh, there's a lot of people that thought, said that was a reach because he's projected as a guard, not a tackle. Then put him at guard. It yeah. don't matter. If you can do both, isn't that an answer? Yeah, I mean, he'll be a guard. I mean, that's where they're going to end up putting him. I know he's a big guy. Yep. Oh, he's massive. So then you had, right after that, the Jags. The last team up out of all of this was Travis Etienne going to the Jags right there with uh, Trevor Lawrence. Um, this, this was a reach. This was the biggest reach of the night. In my opinion, Travis is good. Don't get me wrong. Etienne's very good. He's very good. He's Kamara esque in the, in his skill set. but to go that early on a running back, not named Najee Harris in the trade up for it. Very interesting. Oh no, they didn't trade for it. Jets traded up for the guard. My bad. But to, in the first round, you could have waited until the second round to get this guy. 
quit it right now. Urban Meyer called Trevor Lawrence and said, hey, who you want? Oh, I guarantee. Oh, I don't think he called him. I think they had this conversation before. If Travis was there, get him similar to what Joe just did with uh, Jamar Chase. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because, dude, Trevor sure. Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence already knows a playbook. Apparently. Of fucking course he does. Apparently, he's he's had hey, the playbook for a while. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this: Is the playbook similar to Ohio State's when Urban was there? Mm, I mean, it's you have to assume so, right? If it is, it's going to be an electric offense, dude. They had that, that was not a that's not a pro style offense by any stretch. Yeah, but the problem is you got to have the personnel to do that, and and also you have to face NFL personnel when you're playing that offense. So it'll be interesting. Well, they I mean, they have don't they have Allen Robinson at receiver? No, he got traded. He's at um, is he the Cowboys? No, Robinson. He might be with. Chicago. Yeah, there's no. I think they have. Hold on, I'm pulling it up. Jaguars receivers. DJ Chark. Oh, they got Marvin Jones now. Marvin Jones. That they just got him. Is uh, I think his old mullet man Hanlon yeah. Uh, yeah, fucking uh, Minshew. I love Minshew, but yeah, he's done. Minshew needs that. Literally needs to just milk that backup role until he's a millionaire. Hey, just be, just be Ryan Fitzpatrick for your entire career. How much do you think Fitzpatrick is worth? We can look. I mean, he for Fitzpatrick. Yeah, talking about it. Ryan Fitzpatrick is a genius too. He went to Harvard, so. He doesn't need the NFL money. He can go be smart. He's worth $18 million, as according to RepublicWorld.com. March 16th, 2021. I mean, I would say 18 mil is a hefty amount of money. You give me $18 million in that work, I'm chilling. I would be straight chilling. To be, hey, to go most of your career as like the backup would be awesome. And then when you get in, you do well. Yeah, until you finally screw up and throw like four picks in a game, like he usually does. I mean, he's a polarizing player for sure. Yep. But it's just interesting to me because you have all these matchups. I have mashups of players from college to NFL. I it's super interesting. Um, I I get the quarterback receiver. I get that, but the quarterback running back that's a little weird in my opinion. Maybe. I, I don't know. Like, I, don't know like, I, I just, obviously, you want somebody back there that you know and you're comfortable with. You know, yeah. they're playing shotgun, you know, or Bob is back there, and it's job is the whole game. You know, it's not anybody else in the office. Right. So it's just, there's definitely a level of comfortability there that is comforting for the quarterback. And I'm sure for the running back, too. You know, like, mm-hmm. so they're all, they're all going to be on the I mean, you know, 
hard to go into a new place and be the leader. Yeah, I mean, I would agree with you, but then there's another guy, Aaron Rodgers, who apparently wants out of Green Bay. He could be step in and be a leader. You don't think he's going anywhere? Do you think he actually plays if they don't trade him? Yes, sir. See, I mean, I'm here. Uh, what I heard today is that Denver is the most likely destination and that yeah. that's part of the reason why they didn't make a pick last night. But they did just get Teddy Two Gloves, old Teddy Bridgewater. So that's very interesting. Yeah, I heard Jimmy was a for somebody as well. But also, it's like, where would be a good place for him to land, dude? You know, like yeah, maybe, dude. Hey, you know, I mean, you probably hate this, but maybe the Falcons. Yeah, give him Julio and some first round guys, but I mean, bro, the Jerry Rogers would have the Falcons in the Super Bowl in the year. But see, I still don't think it's the offenses that it's not the issue with the when it comes down to quarterback I, play. I, I'm not saying it's the offense. I'm saying it's fucking leadership, dude. Yeah. Matt Ryan is an obvious, weakling, weak-minded, softy football. <laughs> it's, it's obvious that guy will not fucking fuck you the fuck out on the spot. Why do you think Tom Brady is a leader? That motherfucker will just roast you. You know, like yeah. right there. You got He's a good right point. Right there in the middle of the game, up 35 points, he was dog cut. I mean, you got a good point. I mean, but when it comes down to it, Aaron Rodgers is a little weird himself too. So he, he, yeah. he you know, he, ha- he has that weird personality, but hey, he might be the host of Jeopardy. I heard he was kind of an asshole. I mean, yeah, kind of. Like in all the bad ways, you know, like, you know, there's, there's cool assholes like myself. Right. And then and then there's weird, just not, just all negative versions of asshole, and that's him, apparently. Right. And it's just, it's not good for a locker room. But also, you can't be, you can't blame him for not being mad at Green Bay because, hey, they haven't gotten him help since they got Devontae Adams. Yeah, that's fucking crazy, dude. I mean, they went and drafted Eric Stokes, which was a Georgia cornerback, which, hey, great pickup. They need a corner. They needed a corner badly. That's why they lost to Tampa last year is because their corner right there at the beginning of halftime or going into halftime let Scotty Miller just run right behind him. So, hey, you got to replace Jair Alexander. It's a good pickup for them. But you would think to make Aaron happy, either get a left tackle or get a receiver. Yeah. Go get Elijah Moore, you know. But, hey, who am I? I'm just some guy sitting here bullshitting on a mic who doesn't know shit. That's what he needs bad. That's what he needs so bad. I mean, it didn't help that in that playoff game that, you know, Bakhtiari was down for the rest of the playoffs. So he was getting hit left and right from JPP and all these guys. But come on. I mean, damn. Get get the guys some more help. In the regular season, I watched him running for his life. Right. Oh, that Tampa Bay game in the regular season was bad. He was getting hit just so much. Awesome. Yeah. I I it's hard it's gonna be hard to see him not in green and yellow, but there's some people that really think like, hey, he's not playing for them. He's done with them. They showed up at his house, they had a conversation, and he's staying he's dying on his hill that he does not want to be in Green Bay anymore. 
I wonder, uh, I wonder if he just said, hell with it, I'm done. If he gets a Jeopardy job, I wouldn't be shocked if he did that. <laughs> Imagine Aaron Rodgers as the primary host of Jeopardy. That would be hilarious. How much does that person make you think? I mean, that's obviously it would go up if he's if he's the, if he's the Jeopardy guy. But I'm talking about just your normal the normal guy, Alex, whatever. Yeah, Alex Trebek when he passed away. Let's exactly. See. What do you think he was making per episode? I mean, he was worth seventy five million dollars. An- annual up. salary of $18 million. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Nah. Looking at it. There's no fucking way, dog. He earned 300 Nobody even wants Jeopardy. Actually, look at how many, how many time viewers do they have in per episode? I have no idea, but he every day they taped... They, he made $391,000, which equated to $78,000 per episode. Because they record a bunch of episodes on one day. $78,000. That's insane. I mean, that's wild. So, I mean, he's not going to be missing the money. If that I, is unreal. Wild, wild Staller stat right there for you guys. <laughs> But I mean, if he left, it would just be—it'd be like, damn, what a waste. I mean, the fact that he's only won one Super Bowl really is just—it's a waste. I mean, the last ten years, he—you know—he's gotten to the playoffs, he's gotten to the NFC Championship five times, and he's one in four. Now his performance in those games has not been great. I'm gonna not gonna lie on that, but still, it's like, damn, so close, so many times, and they just couldn't do it. It would be a shame because he's just so talented. I mean, he's all famous, though. So. Yeah, I mean, he's so damn talented. But hey, if you're if he's if that's how it's gonna be, then that's how it's gonna be, and we'll see if Jordan Love can do it. <laughs> no, he can't. I'm, I'm sorry, that's just not gonna work didn't, out. Did he win the MVP this year at age 37? Yes, he won the MVP. He went like 41 or 48 and four touchdown to interception ratio. He only threw four picks in the regular season. It's wild. Yeah, I mean it's nuts. And then now, now let's let's go ahead and move on to probably our one of our favorite guys to talk about, Mr. Tim Tebow. Mr. Tim Tebow is trying to make a comeback into the league as a tight end, which is one of the positions when he came into the league that everybody told him that he needed to play. It's like 10 years late there, bud. But, hey, he's done playing baseball, and he's back trying to make it on the Jags as a tight end. Did he get cut? I don't. I, that is a good question. I don't know if he got cut from the Mets organization. Or did he just say, I'm done? I would say he simply said, I'm done. I mean, he tried the experiment, and, hey, he just he learned. Sometimes it's kind of hard to play baseball. Made the Mets some money and then got out of there. The, hey, the Mets said, hey, we tried this publicity stunt. We tried to get him to the majors, and guess what? He couldn't do it. Dude, he, if he would have gotten to the big league, oh, my God. That would have been bad. The world, world would have been bad. That would have been so bad. 
But hey, he's finally trying to get back in the NFL world as a tight end. So super athletic. He's 33 years old. We'll see. I doubt it. But hey, it's Urban Meyer. It's his old coach. So why the hell not? Oh, I mean, that's the only reason, right? I mean, Do you go out? What's up? Oh, I thought you we dropped the call for a second. Eh, never mind, dead air. No. It's all right, guys. Sorry no. for that. No, we're good. Sorry about the dead air, asshole. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, uh, what is this? Episode sixty four. Yes, episode sixty four. How are our downloads doing? Doing well. Hey, we 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 did our best this month. We hit twelve hundred this month. So we got 1,200 downloads just this month. Just this month. That's insane, right? Yeah, that's pretty yeah. nutty. It's pretty nutty for us. Yeah. What the fuck are you guys doing? They're they're being friends and telling their friends. They're being Dude, loyal that. listeners. 1,200 can What? That's super dope. Yeah, and guess what? It's just going to get bigger because after May 28th, when your new song just goes viral, we're just going to have all the yeah. listeners. Yeah, man. That'd be cool if that actually went viral. I think it will. I know I'm, so. doing a, uh, I'm doing a writer's round. Um, I know we're getting off track here, but also I'm about to have to get off the phone call stuff uh, really quickly. I'm doing a writer's round, which just simply means you got four or five artists that have Instagram and a guitar and they sit on stage and then they just go in line that one after the other. Hey, here's a song I wrote, you know, called this. And this is what I was doing when I wrote it. And, you know, get a little backstory about it. And, <laughs> and I'm doing a writer's round this kind of Thursday at a, at a brewery in Birmingham. And then I just got invited today. Um, I don't know if you guys know what Jocks is, 94.5, but it's where... Uh, it's where uh, Paul Feinbaum started. It's a sports show, talk show, and um, it's called Josh Derrick. And uh, my buddy, Damian Mitchell, he works, he works the 9 o'clock slot, the 9 a.m. slot there on sports radio. And uh, he asked me if I wanted to come play. Nice. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, there's thousands of people that listen to that morning, every morning. So that'll be cool. And, uh, I'm excited about that, so I'm trying to I'm trying to position it where it would be right as my songs come out. Yeah, that would be perfect. That way you could promo it and roll right into it, and then those people can say, "Hey, let's go listen to this new song that Cam just dropped." Exactly, and uh, so yeah, I think I'm actually going to do it on that Friday. That, that would be perfect. May 28th. Yeah, I'm going to do it that way. Uh, so I'm excited about that too, but um. Back to, uh, back to, uh, what the hell? She's in the middle of the intersection. Back to Tim Tebow. Would you say that he's one of the most athletic uh, like people that were publicized ever? Yes. I mean, what he's been able to do, yes. Um, great quarterback? No. College quarterback? Yes. But was he able to go and play baseball somewhat successfully? Somewhat. Um, but I mean, there's obviously way more athletic people than him. I mean, he's just a meathead when a bull is down to it. You think so? 
Yeah, I mean, who do you can... think? Who, who else do you think in the NFL could step up like that? I double A level and back two fifteen. I mean, we obviously Bo Jackson did it, Dion did it, but oh yeah, they were all stars. Yeah, but also um, very different, very different game back then too. Though. Very true. I mean, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, he definitely could. I mean, he does. He goes and plays spring training sometimes for the Yankees or the Rangers every you now and then. Him? I mean, he was drafted. He was drafted. I want to say like in the fourth round or something like that. And we just lost camp, so it's all right, guys. But yeah, I mean, to his to his point, we're talking about um, Tim Tebow and who's more athletic than him, who could go play baseball. Russell Wilson for sure. Drafted highly when he played at NC State, so I mean that's that's definitely that. Um, well, we're gonna go ahead and wrap this up. I mean, guys, like I said, this was gonna be all NFL draft. Um, it was a, it's always fun talking NFL, always fun talking football. Good to be back at it. Um, we're gonna have a little break here for a little bit. We'll we'll react to the rest of it. If there's anything crazy that happens the rest of this rest of this draft this weekend, then we'll talk about it. We got the Kentucky Derby tomorrow. Um, good luck on all your bets if you're going to bet on the races. Get your horses. Get those ponies going. Um, guys, love y'all. Again, as we talked about in there, um, 1,200 downloads this month. It was incredible what you guys have done. Keep keep subscribing. Keep telling friends. I mean, hey, p- purchase some merch if you're a fan. We got it. That's cool. But, hey. I more so want you guys to continue to spread the word, spread the love of of us. I mean, we love doing this. The reason we do this is to make you guys laugh and maybe teach you guys some stuff or, hey, just listen to us bullshit. You know, we have a good time with this. This is why we do this. Um, Cam's music's going great. Like we said, his new song's coming out May 28th. It's a banger. Go check out his Instagram if you want a little preview of it, it's going to be a very good, like, radio-ish kind of country song. It's going to be good. Y'all will like it. Um, we'll play it on here a bunch because, hey, it's a banger, and we we like to promote Cam's music, and it's copyright-free because Cam owns the copyright. So thanks again, guys. This was episode 64 of BDE Radio. Go enjoy your weekend. Um, hey, we love you guys. Thanks. <laughs>